It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. We're Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with Kyle, my wonderful husband, to discuss the NCAA East preliminaries that happened at Hodges Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida on May 23rd through the 25th. You know, you don't have to win brownie points anymore. It's my, my birthday is over with. You don't have to say the wonderful and all that kind of stuff. Well, maybe I did think you were wonderful, but now I'm recanting that statement. I mean, you know, whatever you need to do to feel comfortable with yourself. But thank you. I appreciate it. I thought you were wonderful. Well, you know what was wonderful? Is having so many people in the qualifiers for the NCAA. See how I, like, was, I brought it back in there? I there? was going to say it was wonderful having five people then qualify for the championships. Five qualifiers, six total events qualifying with one person taking on two events to the NCAA championships. But we're not even going to talk about the championship part of it now. We got to just talk about how we even got to that point. And it was very impressive, a very impressive year for Auburn leading up to this point. And I think probably what you and I would consider the most successful run Auburn's had since you and I have been doing this podcast. Agreed. I would say this is the most exciting year that we have seen for both men and women. And that's why it was exciting for me is because it was across the board. It wasn't one race. It wasn't one event. It was across the board. Throws, jumps, runs, throws, sprints. Leaps, I said throws. Running but through waters. There you go. Steeplechases. It was just really exciting all season long to see these men and women compete at these high levels. Yes, it was really a, a treat this year to watch some of these athletes we've, we've been watching over four years now. I think we've been three do- years, right? Three years. Have four? Been? A can't. long time. We've been doing this podcast network for five years now. They all run together at this point. Let's just be honest. But regardless, we have watched people like Brenda Kaigan, Joyce Camelli, and several others come up through the ranks here and have great performance, and to see some of them even go on further into the championships we'll talk about in just a second is just a real treat. I agree. So let's talk a little bit about logistics. So in each event, there were 48 athletes competing. I don't like logistics. They just make my head hurt. Well, I just want to throw it out there so that I can say a blanket statement of 48 athletes in every event, so I don't have to mention, you know, somebody placed first out of 48. Like, there were 48 overall in every event, and the top 12 finishers in each event advance to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships, which will be June 5th through 8th. So aside here for us people who don't know track and field very well, 48 for every event, correct? Correct. So this is a lot different from meets that you and I have seen where we have some events where there's three competitors and then some where there's 66 competitors. You're exactly like, right. It's, that's, that's just crazy but to think about But this is it. how, think, you have to limit the number yeah. that can be there. So 96 athletes overall in the country because there was an East prelim and a West prelim. Right. So the top 96 athletes competed in these events, and now we're going to be down to the top 24. Yeah. And see, I think it's interesting, too, that we've gone to uh, like some different locations this year for SEC championships, but even 
now the NCAA prelims. We're in Jacksonville, Florida, of all places. No, can you imagine how hot that was? Can we just say why didn't we tell Clint to go cover it for us down there? Well, if we... because he is like wedding planning, and I'm going to give him a break this year because he's got a lot on his plate. But if they ever go back, he'll be a loser if he doesn't go. Oh man! So he, she has said it here first. Drop the gauntlet, Clint. You have an assignment next time they're in Jacksonville. You have to be there covering for us. And he's going to be like, "What the heck am I watching?" Here? Right, right. He'll be like, "Wait, there's these sticks with these like stabby things on them, and they're throwing that. And then there's like there's these really heavy balls, and they're throwing that. And then they're jumping over things. And then there's water and what? And then Jessica said something about some people running naked at some race somewhere. <laughs> I just what, what is going on here? I don't know. Basically, we should not send Clint on an assignment. No, no. But alas, whoever it is, somebody needs to go to one of these at some point and cover it for us. I told you, I am more than happy to go to the pin relays next year. I actually already booked my plane ticket. Wait, you didn't tell me? No, you I'm lying. Okay. <laughs> All right, how about we jump into what actually happened in the prelims so we can talk about who is going to be going on to the NCAA championships. And let's start off with our favorite girl who's been doing just bonkers this year <laughs> kylie carter up to this point has not lost a competition in outdoor competition now in- indoor i'm sure was a little bit different but outdoor she hasn't lost one i am sad to report that she finally did technically lose a competition that does not mean however that she did not compete well and have a great result she is now competing against the best of the best she manages to finish third in her javelin throw for the women with a throw of 53.24 meters. Still a great throw for her to finish third out of all of those people in that region. Yep. That's an incredible feat. And I think maybe she's like, you know, I'm just going to hold it back. I can't like be the the Patriot, so to, so to speak, and be like undefeated going in to this championship meet. And then I'm like the person that they just have to knock off and prove that they're, you know, they can beat the undefeated. I agree. She doesn't want to come out too strong. You right. know, she wants to be cool. Sure. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Cool. That was an interesting way to describe that. Anyway, moving on to the other competitors we had in the javelin throw. Ashley Carter, she placed 22nd with a throw of 47.16 meters. And also Peyton Montgomery, she placed 23rd right behind Ashley with a throw of 46.78 meters. We'll move right along to the high jump. Skylar Daniel, another qualifier for us for championships with her high jump of 1.78 meters, which ties her personal best mark. There's your PR for you, Jessica. She placed eight overall. Let me just clarify. She had a jump of 1.75 meters. Excuse me. Did I did the math not work in my favor there? The reading the read, not work the reading. in your favor. Well, it's okay. You know, I just barely got out of Auburn. Anyway, Natasha <laughs> Jordan, our next competitor in that event, placed 13th overall in the high jump with a jump of 1.75 meters. Caroline Lawrence tied for 38th place in the high jump with a jump of 1.70 meters. So Skyler is our representative for that meet. Very good on her part to kind of, I would say, you know, she's had a couple of great meets, but I was a little bit surprised that she qualified for NCAA championships. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away Please, from her. Please, I am not surprised. I'm just saying, you know, it's just, it's one thing to watch Kylie Carter yeah, dominate. That you kind we, of, we expected. We expected her to qualify. Skylar, I'm kind of like, she's she's won a couple here. She's, you know, placed high. She's had some PRs before. I was just kind of like, this is a very pleasant surprise for her to be a qualifier for us. I agree. And I think that's what makes it even more spe- more special. More special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the correct phrasing for that. Words are hard for both of us yeah, today. Yeah, you know what I mean. So let's move on to another qualifier, Maddie Malone. She placed fourth in the hammer throw 
with a throw of 64.03 meters. And obviously, like I said, that qualifies her for the championship meet. Then we also had Erin Perkins competing in the hammer throw. She placed 24th overall with a throw of 59.48 meters. I'm very happy that Maddie is going to be a qualifier yes. for us. And this is another one of those I was expecting. Yeah. I didn't want, I was, I'll say this, I was cautiously optimistic because we've seen her maybe not dominate on the level Kylie has, but we've seen her for a stretch there just kill it in the hammer throw at certain meets. And of course, it depends on the meet. There's certain levels of competition in certain meets, and you just never know who you're going to run into. So here on the highest level, she qualifies for Auburn. Very good for her. I mean, you are just doing a great job with this show. Like, you don't need me anymore. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Don't leave me. What oh. are you doing? Don't do this. Don't do this to me. Because then, like, I'll just... I was just saying, you know so many I things. will run it off the rails. You see what I did Literally there? run it. Okay. <laughs> so moving on, we had Brenda Kaigan in the 10,000 meter run. 10K for those of you who can't figure that, that out. That just hurts my head. Um, She placed 40th with a time of 36 minutes, 25... No. Yes. 36 minutes, 25.27 seconds. Ooh, that was hard to say. But yes, good job, Brenda, for the surviving num- the 10,000 meter. The numbers and the letters are hard today. Now, here's the thing with Brenda Kaigan. You know, you and I have talked about her a lot. That... Yeah, because obviously she's going to be one of my favorites because she's a nurse. Well, uh, duh. I wasn't going to go that route. But I was just saying, we were. I would say Brenda Kaigan a couple of years back was kylie carter for us she was the one that Correct. was dominating in cross country she was dominating the distance run and she's had some great moments especially towards the end of her senior year here as well so i'm sad that we don't see her qualify but you know it has been fun watching her career in auburn track and field absolutely and it will be fun to watch her career as a nurse because i know she will she succeed at that too all comes full circle i'm just saying these athletes don't just go to auburn to run or throw or jump they go to get a degree and earn a lifestyle. Why don't you, like, give some love to the zookeepers out there? I'm sure there's some zookeeping people over there. there none of these athletes are competing or are getting their degrees in zoology. I, have you asked them? Uh, no. I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. So hit us up. Whoever on the track and field team is a zoology major, let me know about it because I want to talk to you. There you go. All right, Kyle. Take it away. All right. So then we move on to Noah Igbenogany, which is one of our football players. He finishes... 32nd overall in the long jump. His jump is 7.10 meters. Also, we'll talk about Joyce Camelli. Now, we're going to mention her again after we talk about this. She also qualifies for um, the 3,000 meter steeplechase with a time of 9 minutes 52.48 seconds. Again, the steeplechase is this ridiculous thing where they decide to make you jump over a hurdle into a puddle of water. Again, I don't understand it, but it is quite entertaining. The other significant thing is here is she broke her own school record on the biggest stage. Well, I guess the second biggest stage, technically. She's the first Auburn woman in school history to qualify for the NCAA championships in the steeplechase. And here's the crazy thing is like she ran it only like the two last meets of the year. Right. This is what's killing me is like, did she harbor all of this wonderful steeplechase energy and we just had no clue? And then right at the end, she's like, bam, got it, guys. I'm going to win everything. It's like Coach just finally said, you know what? Just stick her over there. Let's see what happens. It's like, why haven't we done this from the get-go? Or maybe this was their plan all along, and they didn't want to risk her getting injured. Because I feel like that's a high, that's that'd be a high-risk event, running and jumping and, you know, water and stuff. It makes little sense that this event actually even exists for me, but it makes even little sense for that she was able to dominate the way she has been out the gate just a short time into uh, left in the season. You know, the only thing that would make less sense to me 
is if they did this all while like being Bob Ross and painting a picture at the same time. Why you you went there, didn't you? Why would you... I'm just saying that would make it even weirder. Or like if they had to hula hoop or you know, well, I can dance. I can do that too. We can go even weirder with that kind of stuff. That's just weird. I mean, I'm <laughs> this has gotten off the rails here. All right, moving on back to track and field. She also qualified in the five thousand meter with a time of sixteen minutes thir- uh, fourteen point three one second. So two qualifiers. Joyce, Joyce. Joyce is our only athlete to qualify in two events. That is incredible. Yes. To do it in the steeplechase, but to do it in two events. Correct. That's two. why I didn't want you to move to move past it. Yes, that is, that is true. I, was, I tried to blow past that, so apologies there. But let's. I was just excited to talk about our only male qualifier you are, here. You are, and that's okay. You're allowed to be. Cade Antonucci finishes 11th in the men's javelin throw and qualifies for the championships. His throw was 66.22 meters. I feel you, my brother. Way to represent. Oh my gosh, you're such a nerd. Okay, so moving on, Ivana Muzarek finished 39th in the discus with a throw of 46.49 meters. Tori McKinley placed 40th in the same event with a throw of 45.75 meters. Not upset about that. They both qualified for the preliminaries. Yes, they did. So the next event was the men's javelin. We had John Putnam placed 21st in the men's javelin with a throw of 63.71 meters. Okay, we'll keep moving on. Silas Kittenjik. He placed 28th overall in the 3,000-meter steeplechase for the men. Again, someone running in this event late in the season. This just, y'all, y'all just like gluttons for punishment. However, did we look and see if steeplechase was an event at every meet? I believe this, we didn't see it until the end of the season. So it's not their fault. I know, I'm just saying. Just weird. Steeplechase time for him, 9 minutes, 5.38 seconds for Silas. So good finish for him. Don Tavius Hill in the high jump finishes 23rd for the men. His jump was 2.11 meters. Moving on to the women's shot put, we had Tori McKinley placed 15th. Let me redo that. Tori McKinley placed 15th in the women's shot put with a throw of 16.11 meters. Then we had the men's 4x1 team, which unfortunately didn't qualify. Just I was so excited for them. Um... They placed 16th overall with a time of 39.79 seconds. Their team was made up of Merrill Parker, Sean Shivers, Jason Reese, and Noah Igbenogany. And we've seen a lot of uh, moving pieces with this team, trying to figure out what best uh, group should be in this. And, you know, we've seen, obviously, Sean Shivers in there. We've seen, I think, Anthony Schwartz at times be in there. Now we've seen Noah Igbenogany even being thrown into there as he's normally a jumper for us. Uh, So I think... That's the interesting thing about this year is always trying to play the chess game with which who should be in what position because we've seen Sean Shivers be the final leg of this race before at one of our home meets. And now he's apparently not in this one. He was the second one in mm-hmm. the race on this one. And now you even move a jumper into that role. I think we even saw Mark Rubicalba at some points be here. I just, I'm really interested to see who ends up being on the men's 4x100 next year when we yeah, talk about this. I agree. But I'm not upset with this at all. They placed in the top third of the East. Mm. So that's amazing considering where they started out. And very close to qualifying as well. Only exactly. five places back. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I will cover the last event and I'll let you wrap it up for us and remind everybody who qualified. Got to talk about one more football player. Sean Shivers, he gets a PR, as you always love to talk about, in the 200 meter with a time of 20.99 seconds. He places 22nd overall. He PR'd by a lot. Yes. Also, his PR previously was, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I could see was 
four seconds. And he's now at 20.99. He got four tenths of a second shaved off. That's a huge deal. So, and remember, they're freshmen when we talk about Sean Shivers, when we talk about Anthony Schwartz. And I think, honestly, since I just brought him up, I think if there's only a disappointment for me, it's going to be that Anthony Schwartz didn't qualify for anything. Because I was kind of expecting it after his performance in indoor uh, track and field. But then you got to remember he had his injury, kind of work back from that. And you even don't see him on the 4x100 this time. So I think maybe that's reared its ugly head again. I don't know that for a fact, but I would suspect that's That's what, yeah, I agree. I was kind of anticipating that that news was going to come out that he was injured again or nursing the injury that he's already had. I would much rather him nurse it during his freshman year and not make it worse and aggravate it. And And we want to see him in football. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people that want to see him in football. I mean, we love track and field, but if you make some of these fans mad that are just all football and that's it, upset because he was running the track and field, it's not getting too pretty here. But we are excited for what these football players are going to bring to the team next year when they are competing once again in indoor and outdoor. So why don't you wrap up and kind of show tell us again who all qualified for NCAA? So five athletes, six qualifying events. How about yes. that? Kylie Carter qualified in the javelin. Skylar Daniel qualified in the high jump. Maddie Malone qualified in the hammer throw. Joyce Camelli qualified in the 3,000-meter steeplechase and the 5,000-meter run. And Kate Anchin... Antonucci qualified in the men's javelin. So I'm super excited about this. This is the first year we've actually had multiple athletes compete. Unfortunately, when they're competing, we will be in Alaska, but we will come back and talk about it. Happily talk about it. So the NCAA Division I Outdoor Track and Field Championships, like I said, will be June 5th through the 8th. They will be in Texas at the Mike A. Myers Stadium on the University of Texas campus in Austin, Texas. And just a quick aside here, it's interesting that we're not going back to Oregon this year. It is. It is. This is the first year that I've seen that we're not in Oregon. And it is going to be, we thought Jacksonville, Florida was hot. That's going to be hotter than the pits of you know where. You know, if it was in Oregon, we could have made a little quick trip down there because we'd kind of be in the area. Right, but it's not, so. Well, that's just the way things go sometimes. So, looking forward to this next and final event of the outdoor track season. It is hard to believe that we're already at the end, but it is what it is. So, until we talk again, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?